Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Changing and Logistics Committee, the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchist Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I guess I can't complain. I guess not too much. Oh, but, uh, you can always complain. Well, that's true. You, know. you can always find something to complain Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so come on. Let's have a little bitch, bitch session. What 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 do you uh, what annoys you right now? Well, one thing that did annoy me was <laughs> there the, you go. <laughs> uh, the ride that wouldn't shut up. Oh, yeah. You had one of those? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't mind picking up drunk people. And most of the time, drunk oh, people are yeah. actually entertaining. Yeah, that's true. Right. But I picked up a guy and a girl in Ebor on Thursday night. Right. And the guy had a whole pizza with him, which he didn't even offer me a slice, by the way. Oh, dick move. I, I, I just, you know, I really kind of was like, I really should have got a pizza slice. But right. he had this girl with him. And first off, I, I don't think it's good to push a woman. I'm not saying what, that. What, what do you mean, push a woman? Like push her, like like he physically literally pushed her. Th- physically pushed her. Oh, now this guy did not. Do, th- this guy did not do what I'm about to tell the story of. Oh, <laughs> but I guess they were now at I'm a confused. bar with a, uh, this girl. I guess hangs out with a bunch of different guys. Okay, and I think this guy pushed her. Okay, gotcha. now I think he just pushed her out of the way. Right. To get to another girl. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but she gets in the car and she sounds like a baby and she wouldn't shut up about it but but he pushed me like like it was one of those things where it didn't sound like it was done like to physically abuse her he was just right. pushing her out of the way right but she just wouldn't let it go and the guy was doing the best he could because i think he was trying to get in her pants right of course um but he was he was he was trying to console her and stuff yeah but it, he's he's doing the uh white knight routine yeah but she just wouldn't shut up about it right it was look it wasn't that long of a ride maybe two miles or three miles yeah but man, it was the longest freaking three miles. Well, of did he life. like push her to the ground, or did she just? I don't know shove that her far. Of it. It's just yeah. the put. Just he pushed me. Yeah, and he was just trying to get past you. I don't know that though. I don't. Oh, I, again, I don't okay. know that specifically. Well, I thought you said he was going trying to get to another girl. Well, he was trying to get to another girl though. We know that. Oh, okay, so because the dude kept saying as an excuse, well, you know, he was just trying to impress this other girl or something like that. Oh, by pushing a woman, that's really impressive. Yeah, I don't get that part either, <laughs> yeah. by the way. But I mean, look, sometimes you can't really like. Sometimes you don't. Have I don't know all many the, chicks that dig that sort of thing. Like sometimes you don't have all the context. Yeah, and it's drunk stuff, so you never he, can tell either. So, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So you don't really. Yeah. All I know is is that she just wouldn't stop complaining about it. Right. And it was like one of those things where, like, I understand you want to make a little bitch about it and stuff like that, or right. whatever. But yeah. like. To just not shut up about it was just so, oh, it was so. Like, yeah, you I, know, here, here's the thing. Women, y'all need to shut up about getting abused. You really do. I'm tired of hearing about it, okay? You just need to suck it up and carry it on. And, and I think Alex is making a wonderful point that that's what he's trying to say here. Like, this, you know, that's not if exact. you're a woman and you got a man, you know, pushing you around and beating your ass, 
Yeah, just shut up and take that sort of thing. No, hold on. You know? Here's the thing. If you were really upset about <laughs> being it, facetious. If you were really, if you were really upset about it in the car, then part of the conversation should have been, and I alerted the police to assault. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because if you didn't do that part and you just are crying and bitching about, like. You're, it sounds to me like she might be actually more upset that she was re- rejected by the dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Like, I don't know for sure. But all I know is, is that you it's just, hard without context. Yeah. yeah. And I and here's the thing. I'll tell you what I didn't want to do is ask any questions. Right. Like sometimes <laughs> yeah. like sometimes you wanted ride, to, but you realize that that could result in something bad. That, well, no, yeah. because I just I didn't want you to keep talking about like I was hoping <laughs> I, that you would just. Like, it was one of those things where... Now, like, was she talking to you or talking to him? Oh, she was talking to him. She wasn't talking to me. Oh, okay. All right. No, she so, wasn't talking yeah. to me at all. So then but you, the dude you would try have, to say something nice, and, and it would just... And she just continued and continued and continued. Right. And it's weird because she did... You know, look, again, I don't think that you should push a woman. I don't think you should do anything like that. It didn't... But it didn't right. sound like it was anything that was done aggressively. Like, it wasn't done to her. It well, it was done to her, but wasn't done to hurt her. Well, it was done to get her out of the way. Here's the thing. There's... When you talk about a push... There is a very, very wide range of what that can be. That can be everyone, everything from gently putting your hand on someone's shoulder and saying, excuse me, you know, yeah. just trying to squeeze Which, past them. I don't them. think it was that. Okay. Or it could be something as, you know, full hands, full extension, putting someone on their ass. You know, yeah. So and, I don't, and, and, and I it don't could know, be anywhere in between. Like, so don't you don't know what, what it was. Like yeah. I don't know which one it was, but all I know is, is like if you were feeling that kind of way about it, yeah, then you probably should have got the police involved. Yeah, if if it was actually a you know an a, an act of battery, then yeah, without question. Yeah. yeah. So, but I have a feeling that this was probably more drama than it was actual physical well, that, altercation. And that was the thing was like yeah. you are just you are like in <laughs> right. listening to her like man you are really just full of drama yeah. aren't you yeah like you are just. <laughs> It's this is this is drama all day long. Yeah. And I yeah. cannot wait to get you out of my vehicle. And the dude was probably just enjoying his pizza and, you know, letting her talk until he can get her back to his place or yeah. her place, whichever. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Who, I don't know whose place it was. Right. But like it was just one of those things where I'm just like, man, I can't wait to get you out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on Friday night. Right. I actually tried sushi for the first time. OK. Now, let me ask you this question. Did you actually try sushi or did you just have some type of bullshit inside of a roll? What type of sushi did you have? I had a Cody River roll. Okay. And what is in that? Uh, I think salmon. I don't think it was raw, though. I think it was cooked, it was cooked before. Salmon. Yeah, yeah. I, think it was, I think it was cooked. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't hot, though. It was cold. But yeah. I think it was pre-cooked, though. Yeah, but you, you really haven't had sushi. So though. that wasn't really sushi. No, huh? not really. No. So, Until you have, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking like sashimi type or at least raw roll sushi. You haven't had sushi. Yeah. You know, you've had a, a something that comes in the format of sushi that is not sushi. Okay. Yeah. Which I didn't. Here's the, okay. Here's the thing about it, though. I So I had this sushi. Right. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Really? Like, I didn't like the flavor per se. I didn't, I didn't not like the flavor per se. Right. I like the delivery device that sushi comes in. The delivery device? Like the fact that it's all rolled up. And, and it's sliced. Like, yeah, yeah, and right. you, it's one little, like it's basically a bite. Yeah. And I put that, you know, and I had the bite. And so I like that. So I am, I'm now going to try to find a flavor of sushi that I like. Right. Or some kind of sushi that I like. Yeah. And I'm thinking that something that is spicy, not too spicy though. Right. Because one of the mistakes that I did make was, is that, you know, you have the little thing of wasabi right there. Right. And I put way more wasabi on one of them than I probably should have. Right. 
And so I took one with a bunch of wasabi, and I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, that was a little too much wasabi. I accidentally uh, snorted some or inhaled a little wasabi one time doing that. Oh, fine. Uh, yeah, I was in the bathroom uh, hacking my guts out for uh, a good 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, man. It was unpleasant. So <laughs> people knocked on the door, asked if I was all right. Yeah, because there was a new, well, there was a new restaurant that was open up in downtown New Richie. Me and Danielle went there. Yeah, and um, it was uh, for, honestly dumb luck. First night it was open though. Oh, there almost you go. like a soft open. Yeah, and we were we were you know we went there because we kind of drove by it, saw it, and then we're like, well, we should go there, and then find out that was the first night that they were open. Well, next time, uh, challenge yourself a little bit and get a raw, um, you know, sushi roll. Probably a good starter is like a spicy tuna or a spicy salmon. Pretty much every sushi joint's going to have that. Yeah, you know, we can hear hear your beard scratching oh, in the mic. Yeah. By the way, um, so yeah, that's a that's a good thing to uh, to try out. Yeah, initially. I'll have to start with that. Yeah, and I like having avocado on it, so I want to make sure I have something with avocado. On yep, it. yep. So. So I got. I'll have to figure it out. Like I will say this: I'm gonna. I am now going to be on the search for some kind of sushi that I like. Yeah, but I would say sushi is probably one of my favorite meals. Yeah, I'm definitely not there yet, just because I've only had the one. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even and, finish it. I actually hey, saved look, a bunch it, of them for it, Kelly. Look, I, first of all, I do need to congratulate you because that is a huge step for a guy who really, up until recently, your palate was, uh, you know, uh, chicken nugs with ketchup. And that's no joke. You had the palate of a five-year-old, yeah. And I've noticed that you're starting to uh, branch out a little more. So that, that's seriously kudos to you. Yeah, there's a lot of food out there that is incredibly amazing that you're missing out on. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. So, um, seems like there's a lot of things I'm missing out on considering what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how many folks out there actually caught the uh, presentation before Mexican Congress this week? of the alien bodies that were supposedly found in a uh, a diatom mine in Peru. And there's a bunch of these bodies. They actually put two on display. Um, and I'm sure you've seen the pictures by now. They're kind of all over the place. But if you haven't, these things look like two-foot-tall ETs. I mean, they, they look like E.T. from the movie. Um, and, man, it's it's a really, really interesting thing because... I would say there's a lot of red flags that point to this being a potential hoax, but there's also some very interesting things going on here. Um, so essentially what happened is uh, it was led by this uh, uh, this Mexican journalist, and I, I use that actual phrase uh, pretty loosely, but he's like a UFO hunter type journalist in Mexico, and he's been known for a lot of sensationalist stuff and and you know all kinds of things like that um so it's uh that's questionable but he was actually backed up in this congressional hearing by a lot of uh you know scientists academics professors things like that who were legitimate in their fields uh and they analyzed these bodies and and you know they seem to concur that this is legitimate so if it is a hoax either they're all in it in on it which are you know rep uh, which is potentially will destroy their reputations as academics um or they've been duped the other possibility is that this is real and like i said there's a lot of red flags it just honestly it looks like the fiji mermaid from pt barnum days okay um you know it just doesn't have the look 
of something you would expect. But then again, what would you expect? You know what I'm saying? And they released x-rays and MRIs. And, you know, in the x-rays, there were some things that look legit and some things that look like, well, that's, that's pretty weird anatomically. Like some of the joints didn't seem like they would function properly. But then again, we're dealing with, if potentially we're dealing with, uh, you know, an alien bone structure, then how do we know? You know, so it's, it's just there's a lot of things that don't quite add up. But the really interesting part I found is they did a lot of DNA analysis and they, they did carbon date these things. And they're uh, about a thousand years old, they suspect, somewhere between 17 or 700 and 1400 years old. So put them right at a thousand years for the, the middle on that. But they released the entire DNA sample and they actually uploaded it for everyone to analyze. It's on the... Uh, National, the U.S. National Institute of Health website right now. You can go down there and de- download the, you know, 40 gigabytes of DNA data on that, uh, which would be pretty hard to fake, honestly. It could be faked, but the DNA analysis is showing that there is a large percentage of this DNA that doesn't exist on the uh, Earth evolutionary process. However, there is a section of DNA that does exist, but it's dating back, you know, a billion years. So if this were from Earth, it was something that would have branched off our evolutionary tree, uh, you know, uh, probably a billion years ago. Okay, so it's it's a you know, if it's an ancestor, it's a very, very early ancestor that evolved on a completely different path. Uh, You know, it's just a it's a very fascinating thing. Uh, and again, I am totally on the fence right now, whether this is a, a complete hoax or it's completely real. And the question comes in, if it is a hoax, what's the motivation behind it? You know what I'm saying? Wh- who, you know, who stands to benefit from this? And why would these academics risk their careers coming out on it? You know, because some of them are, are uh, you know, they're respected academics. In fact, one of the guys on the panel that was presenting this information was actually the uh, uh, chief um, uh, tr- chief medical officer for the uh, uh, the Mexican Navy. You know, guy like that's got a lot to lose. You know, coming out supporting hoax. I mean, Mexico has a navy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they do. Look, I understand it being high up in the Mexican government, but like you know, it's right? Like- yeah, and again, it, this is Mexico, so it's uh, you know. I mean, I, I shouldn't make fun of it, but I mean, I didn't know Mexico had a navy. Well, of course, they have a navy. Yeah, I'm sure it's not all that powerful, but uh, could probably beat the Russians. (laughs) But, yeah, the the point is, is is this is a a really it's an interesting thing. And there's so many just strange questions on this. I really want to see where this goes, because I think it's going to be really interesting either way. It's going to be obviously it's it's going to be, you know, completely earth shattering if it is true. Yeah, that's it's. Here's the thing, Not though. Not really, though, but, you know. What do you mean, earth-shattering, if it was true? Everyone's going to go, meh, okay. So there's ancient aliens. We've been watching that TV show for, you know, 20 years now. We know. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I guess the desensitized nature to it. Right, yeah. It just sucks. Nobody's going to freak out. It's it's not going to rock anyone's world too badly, you know. That's. I that's just find thing. it so crazy at this, with this point with all the alien talk that we haven't. Like, is this is the soft rollout the thing that's going to make it so people just go, whatever? It almost feels like there are competing camps right now 
all over the world in positions of, of wealth and power. And those two competing camps are the ones who want full disclosure and the ones who want to cover everything up. You know, that's really the thing. And when you see something like this, you don't know <laughs> which camp it's coming from because nothing would be better than a high-level hoax that was presented in a in a congressional format and things like that, you know, to kind of uh, basically you know, move the conversation off of this is probably real to, oh, that's all a bunch of bullshit. You, you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I so think that's it what it is, though. Like, it's, sometimes it's yeah. if you can if you can create a, uh, a hoax, right. then everything else is... is yeah, exactly. And, nothing's and true. Everybody knows that that's a disinformation technique used by governments. Yes. You know? Or used and, by people. And people. And yeah, pe people who have the ability to uh, influence uh, public opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay, They all use this. And we also know that this is something that's being been used forever actually in the UFO thing. You know? Uh, so it's, it's, it, it's a very, very strange time period. You know? But by the same token, you know, uh, the congressional hearings that we had in the U.S. Um, don't seem to be going anywhere either. And it, the Congress uh, uh, members who have been trying to get a, a skiff so that, uh, you know, these guys could actually give them more details in a classified briefing room are still not being allowed access to a classified briefing room to do it in. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're still denying them access. So they're trying to work a way around that, you know. It's just a really interesting time for all this. And uh, also this week, NASA um, released their uh, widely anticipated uh, um, uh, UAP report. Okay. And it was a complete, you know, whitewash. It, basically, they said, yeah, it, it's the same line that the government's had for five years now. There's something out there. We have no idea what it is. And look, that, I mean, that could be true. Uh, I look they may NASA may not know all the answers but I guarantee you they know much much more than they're saying okay so they're no that's true yeah and because you know here's the thing the government never admits it when it doesn't know something if it right. actually says it doesn't know something more than likely it does know like it's almost the opposite of whatever they're saying is the main line right and a lot of times when the government says they know something absolutely they don't know at all yeah <laughs> so yeah so there's a little yeah. bit of yeah. yeah i mean just based off of past government actions i guess you could say well here's the thing is is uh, i've seen enough instances where nasa has picked up an anomalous object like they have nasa has live feeds from the iss all the time right yeah so you got cameras you can just sit there and watch them all day long um and what almost universally happens is anytime there's some anomalous object that it catches like a you know something changing directions rapidly on the screen mm -hmm. they'll cut the feed and it happens every single time oh wow yeah <coughs> yeah and I've seen that enough to know that it is absolutely a policy uh, of NASA to when they catch something on their, their live feed uh, that is anomalous, they cut immediately, you know, and just put on the NASA logo and that's it, you know, technical difficulties or something Please like that. Please stand by. Yeah, right. 
Um, Do they have any music that goes along with it? No, I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, I would appreciate it if they actually had some like elevator music that went with it. You know, I can really picture you sitting there and watching images of space uh, for hours at a time. I just that seems so much like your personality. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, exactly. Probably not. <laughs> but um, what's interesting? Yeah, NASA basically said they don't know anything. Now they also said that they put a new person in charge of the UAP investigation, but then refused to name the person. Like, well, we're we're not going to we're going to we're not going to name who it is because uh, we don't want them getting any type of threats or anything like that. Threats. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then after pressure, the next day they came out and named the person. Who was it? Uh, it was the former Pentagon liaison for NASA. So, you know, it, 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 again, that either makes sense or means he's basically part of the cover up anyway. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to say there. You know what the problem is, is that I just don't trust the government at all. Anyway. No, like, no, I just don't trust them at all. And so well, almost anything that they put out is is it's suspect. And I feel I feel like it's a, there's a I feel like there's always an agenda and an angle that we're not being told about. Well, you know, here is an actual really strong possibility is that. Um, and a lot of this came out in the U.S. congressional hearings with uh, David Grush, um, is that (laughs) the government may not know as much as we think about it, and that who really controls these alien craft and alien bodies is private industry. Lockheed has them, Raytheon has them, Boeing has them, you know, that sort of thing. And that's where a lot of this stuff is starting to point, that this really isn't a government project. This is really a defense contractor aerospace company project. You know what I'm saying? And it's not really like early on, they somehow, in order to keep this completely off the books and completely off the radar, they essentially subbed out this whole field to the defense industry. And that's what, you know, that's what Congress is now saying. And that's what uh, Grush is apparently saying is that the, the locations where they're being stored are corporate black sites. They're not government black sites. You know, and that's really the difference. I mean, maybe there's a little bit going on at Area 51 that's completely compartmentalized, but, you know, who knows? But that's where more of it is leading to. <laughs> that <laughs> it's it's Lockheed, it's Boeing, it's Raytheon, you know, because they're trying to reverse engineer the technology in order to recreate exactly. it and sell it. And see, that's really probably if you think about it, that's really what the government wants is they want to have, you know, the sixth generation fighter, you know, um, so they are OK with uh, Lockheed and Boeing and Raytheon and, you know, United Defense, McDonnell Douglas, all these guys, whoever, you know, Um having this technology to reverse engineer and then sell it to the government in the form of very high-tech weaponry you know and, and that's a, a solid possibility as well but uh the the bottom line is uh, we just don't know what we don't know and we don't even know at this point you know what's a hoax what's not who's behind the hoax if it is a hoax is it real i, I mean, mean it's I just will say so this, many from, questions from, from everything i've seen and heard from the one for the mexican thing right the fact that you were so transparent with it, I guess, right. or, your, or your attempt to be transparent with it, is either that you really know how to hoax this shit, right. or you are, or you're really being transparent, right? Like, it, it yeah. I mean, like they, it just seems weird. They released like, X-rays. They released MRIs. They released the DNA. 
You know, that's a lot of data I mean, what can to you put fake, out there though? under scrutiny. Well, here's the thing. If they actually allow other scientists and other, you know, universities and research well, and organizations. and these are really small bodies, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but if they allow them to actually analyze the bodies directly, you know, and then come to their own conclusions, that would really be a, a big thing for authenticity. However, if they don't allow that, uh, that would probably mean that ultimately it's just a really, really, really good hoax. You know, but it, that fooled some scientists or the scientists were in. A, again, there's just too many questions to actually come to any real conclusion at this point. But the one thing that's out there that I think is probably one of the hardest things to fake and one of the things that would be the most likely to prove it or at least lend a lot to its credibility is the DNA. You know, because researchers can really look at that DNA and figure out, you know, hey, was this something that somebody modeled together from a different bunch of DNA segments and ran it through a, su a supercomputer to sequence it completely? Or is this something that is an organic DNA that evolved on a completely different path than anything else on Earth? You know, and that I think is going to be interesting. But I haven't seen that anyone is actually looking into it. I think there's probably a lot of fear that so many people are calling this a hoax that a lot of scientists don't want to risk their reputation into looking into it and then finding out that, hey, maybe there's some substance here, and then they look like they're in on the hoax, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, so, it's, it's a... it's a Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a really tough situation it's for a weird deal, scientists man. to be in. Yeah. Know? So, um, but one other thing on this topic is China also... Uh, released a uh, an investigation, a government investigation into UAPs this week. A lot going on with UAPs this week, uh, and they a lot lately been going on. With they it, basically said the exact same thing as NASA. There's something up there. We don't know what it is, and we're not really doing anything about it. Which I think is utter bullshit too. You know. <laughs> oh, by the way, you know how I said it looked like ET. You know the bodies. Mm -hmm. Did you see actually the bodies? Yeah, I've seen the bodies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, I've seen the bodies. So so they look just like E.T., which... I, I, it's very E.T.-ish. Yeah. yeah, but it's also very generic, general alien-ish. Well, you know, I would think more of the big rounded head with the big eyes and all that, but, you know, this is kind of like a elongated E.T. head with a flat well, face. Well, and also, like, you know? if it's that old, though, then it's been, you know, it's deteriorating. Of course, yeah. So, like, so it's, probably it's a had mummy, a bigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the things I did find interesting is that uh, in uh, in the 80s, Steven Spielberg did a screening for President Reagan in the White House of E.T. when it first came out. And in the room were a bunch of other dignitaries. And, um, you know, one of them was Sandra Day O'Connor. Neil Armstrong was there, a bunch of astronauts. And after the filming, um, actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, play the clip here. Um, it was very interesting what Reagan said. Uh, to Spielberg uh, directly after watching the movie together. So I'll go ahead and play that clip for you. I was there. You were there? Okay, so is is it... <laughs> the story that I heard was that when Reagan saw it, he started talking about how how close to reality it was, and, and he was quickly ushered out of the room. Is that is that true? No, the, he wasn't ushered out of the room. He was the President of the United States. <laughs> Nobody yeah. could usher Ronald Reagan out of the room. It was in the White House screening room, Yeah. and Reagan got up to thank me for bringing the film to show, him, he, he, to show the President, the First Lady, and all of their guests, yeah. which included Sandra Day O'Connor in her first week as, as, as um, 
you know, as as a justice as yeah, wow. a, of the Supreme Court, yeah. and it included some astronauts. I believe I believe um, I think Neil Armstrong was there. I'm not a hundred percent certain, but it was a it was it was a, it was an amazing amazing evening, and um, and he just stood up and he looked around the room almost like he was doing a head count, and he said, "I want to thank you for bringing." E.T. to the White House. We really enjoyed your movie. And then he looked around the room and he said, and there are a number of people in this room who know that everything on that screen is absolutely true. And he said it without smiling. <laughs> um, um, but he, but, but, but he, he said that. And everybody laughed, by the way. The whole room laughed because he presented it like a joke, but he wasn't smiling as he said it. Yeah. The room did laugh. And, and, and then later on, I'll never forget my... Okay, and then he just goes on to talk about another story. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> when Reagan saw it, he's like, "Yep, a lot of people in this room know that's exactly how it is." Yeah, yeah. That's now, again, surprised I never heard that before. Yeah, until today. Yeah. And uh, well, that actually came out a long time ago. Well, that's but, what I'm saying, though. Yeah, in general, nobody really cared about it because it didn't have much relation. But now we're seeing alien bodies that look like ET, so that story kind of lends it, you know, some credibility. Not really, but it's just an interesting anecdote. Yeah, and that's the thing about this is there's there, there's just nothing. I I love to be able to look at a scenario, analyze it, and come up with the probabilities of it being true or not. That's like one of my favorite things in the world to do. Right? Yeah. I can't I I can't get anywhere on this one. You know what you I'm saying? So, but you're saying though is you can't debunk it. I, I can't fully debunk it. But you can't fully embrace it either. I can't fully embrace it either. You're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and it's it's. I, I'm not sure Do you think where that you're wanting this to be true clouds oh, your vision at all? It's possible. It's possible. Because you do want it to be true. Well, it's not that I want it to be true as much as it's what I think is actually the reality. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of potential pitfalls for this being true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean... It, it, this could be a really, really bad thing for mankind, too, just as it could be a really, really good thing, or it could be a somewhere in the middle. So I'm not saying that I necessarily want it to be true, but with the evidence that I've seen so far, I think a some version of this story where there are advanced intelligences um, visiting us and interacting with us in, in perhaps different ways... Uh, I, I think the, the evidence there is approaching solid to almost overwhelming, you know? So, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, just how much video evidence do we have? And again, a, a lot of video evidence is misidentification or faked, but how much video evidence do we have that is just almost incontrovertible? How many firsthand reports do we have from credible people? How many whistleblowers do we have now coming forward uh, who actually have the credentials, who have worked in these very high levels of classification and in positions like, to be there? And what's you know. but hold on though. But what's the smoke? What is the smoking gun for you? Like what needs to be like what needs to be shown in order for you to go like? There's no doubt. There's aliens. Uh, I, an actual uh, an actual. Like you need a live alien press conference or an actual body that is you know. Show me the craft. Show me the tech. Okay, show me the aliens. Okay, that that's essentially what it takes, you know. And if they're if they're alive, hey, let them talk to us. <laughs> you know, if they talk, if they communicate. Yeah, that way. well, look, you got to figure that it's some type of hyper advanced 
species that's figured out either interdimensional time travel or interplanetary intersystem travel um you know at whatever speeds i mean you have to have manipulated physics in some way that we don't understand yet to have gotten here in the first place so you would think that they would figure out a way to communicate with us yeah 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 it's it's here's the thing this is one of those issues this is one of those subjects that like, I do want it to be true at the end of the day. Like, I do yeah. want it to be true at the end of the day. I don't know if I necessarily but want I don't, it to be true. But, but I don't know. No. Like, I... I don't know. I, I, I would actually prefer it if we were the most advanced species in the universe. <laughs> that would be... You would prefer that? That would be the best case scenario for our long-term survival. Oh, God, though. <laughs> you it know? Would, it, look, here's the thing. It'd be it a, would kind be, of a disappointment in it a would way. Be kind, yeah, it'd be kind of sad at the same time, too. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, I, I, really, I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really hope there's better out there than... Yeah. And if not, if these aliens exist, I hope, and there's probably multiple species of them. If there's one, there's probably more that are visiting us. And that seems to be what the reports are. There's a few different types. And that seems very consistent. But, you know, then in that case, I hope that they're either benevolent or at least transactional. You know what I'm saying? Like the Ferengi? (laughs) Yeah, in a way, it's like uh, they're they're the the <laughs> the alien version of capitalists. Where look, they we want this from you, but we're willing to exchange this for it. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So they're they're transactional in their approach to it. Um, and if that's the case, then we can work with them, and we probably won't have to fight them. <laughs> you know, but if they're uh, you know who knows? I mean, maybe it's a situation where there are so few um, Goldilocks zone planets. Uh, in the section of the galaxy that they can can travel um, that uh, you know we're a, a very attractive planet to them because we're very similar to their own home world you know we're in the in the right distance from the right size and, and color star and we have the right atmosphere we have the right uh, you know magnetic um, uh, shield to uh, prevent from you know radiation and, and things like that so if if we're a planet that happens to be very close to their own or if you know by some very weird happenstance they actually branched off our evolutionary tree you know or we branched off theirs millions or billions of years ago then of course we would both be able to habitate a very similar similar environment so you know it's it's it, those are the things you wonder about so what's if it is true then what are their intentions and that becomes exceptionally important yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it sounds to me like right now their intentions is just to uh, track us, not track us, but yeah. like to observe. track, pro- yeah, observe, yeah. see progress, that kind of thing. Right. Right. Because so. if you're finding them the way that we're finding them, because you're not finding them like again, there's not like a. It's not like that they've announced themselves. No. No. But it's not like they're going really out of their way to hide themselves either. Well, maybe they are going out of their way to hide themselves. It's just that they're they're not good, that good at it. Well, no, but after a while, you just only can do so much. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, or maybe they're just trolls and they're trolling us. <laughs> like, hold on, what we're gonna do? We're gonna go really, really fast and then stop all of a sudden, <laughs> right? And then get out of here and then go really fast again. Yeah, that'll yeah. fuck that'll fuck them all up. Right. We're gonna take a couple of the dead ones. Right. What we're gonna do is we're gonna plant them in Mexico. Right. 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 A thousand years. Yeah. Then let them dig them up. <laughs> right. Hey, you know what'll really screw with them? Let's cut up some cows. 
<laughs> yeah. Hold on. In the crops, we're going to make some crazy oh, signs. Oh, yeah. Man. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, we're going to do that. You're right. Aliens are fucking trolls, man. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just the trolls. Maybe they're just trolls. Oh, shit. But I want it to be true, though. Like, I do want it to be true that we're not the only species, in, you know, that we're not the only. Well, like, I, I want it to be true. Look, I think it's it's 100 percent true. You, know, you can't say 100 percent, but I think the odds are like ninety nine point nine percent in, in the favor oh, of there th- being other life. life in the universe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Only, I totally think that the questions then become, is it advanced intelligent life? And I think that's a lower probability. And then if it is, do we have the ability to communicate with them? And I think that's a lower probability. But still, I would still put those probabilities relatively high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, it, of course, if... I mean, the numbers alone would dictate out. Like, yeah. there's many stars and planets that there are out there that even with the low probability of the one being, you have to be the right furthest away from the, the, the sun. You have to have the right shields and all that kind of stuff. Even given all those parameters, there's still so many planets out there right. that there's got to be a bunch of them that fit the category. Well, the biggest Like prob- millions of them. The biggest problem that we have is currently we don't know a way to travel in a reasonable amount of time between stars. Okay? Yeah. Um, because we can't even get anywhere near the speed of light. And even at the speed of light... It takes four years just to get to the next system. But, uh, you know, from our understanding of physics, it would take all the energy of the universe to propel a craft that we could create to the speed of light, which is just clearly it's not going to happen. So, like, our our biggest hopes with current physics is maybe getting to 10% of the speed of light. 20 would be amazing. But now you're talking, if that's the case, now you're talking, you know, 20 years to reach the next star. You see what I'm saying? And as far as we know, there's no planets that we're even interested in around the nearby stars. You know, you might have to go out like uh, 30 light years, 50 light years, 100 light years. So now you're talking, if it's 100 light years away. So there's got to be another way to actually get around the right, universe. And that's what I'm saying. There's a different, there's something about physics that we don't know. Whether it's, uh, you know... Something about a different dimension, basically. It could like, be. Because we live in, what, three dimensions? Uh, so, yeah, four if you include four. time. Um, you know, But yeah, three spatial dimensions and then time. Okay, um, But again, you know, here's the thing, though. If they're interdimensional beings, it's almost a guarantee that we live in a simulation. <laughs> so if they're coming from a different dimension... Chances are we are a simulation, and we actually, our simulation actually exists in their reality, which we can never perceive because we're not capable of perceiving it. Yeah. So <laughs> if it, we did, hold on, by the way, just huh. for the record, we did not smoke before we started no. doing this show. <laughs> no. We are completely sober in this conversation. Right. Even though it sounds like maybe we've been high. <laughs> no, no, this is, uh, so yeah. I just I just want to put that out there though, just so people knew. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, all right. Enough on aliens. Let's let's move along from that. But that was something that really captured my interest this week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track of it, see where this goes. Uh, I'm not terribly optimistic, but uh, I really want to see something coming from that DNA. I want to see a full analysis of that DNA. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get into this next one. Um, it's investigation law and get, get the tape ready. Like get the, okay. play the clip. Go ahead. Investigation launched into tape of Seattle police officer guild leaders downplaying death of woman struck by officer. So a Seattle watchdog agency is investigating rank and file union leaders 
over body cam audio in which they laugh, joke about, and downplay the death of a young woman struck by a police cruiser, suggesting her life had limited value and that the city should just write a check. Officer Daniel Otterer, the vice president of the Seattle Officer uh, Police Officers Guild, uh, inadvertently left his body camera running after responding January 23rd to South Lake Union, where where another officer, Kevin Dave, struck and killed uh, Yavi Kandula while driving 74 miles an hour on the way to a report of an overdose. Um, Kandula, who had been in the crosswalk at Thomas Street and Dexter Avenue North, was thrown over 100 feet. The 23-year-old later died that night. Um, Otterer, a drug recognition officer assigned to determine whether Dave was under the influence, concluded his colleague was not impaired. After finishing his routine analysis, he called SPOG President Mike Sloan, and the pair talked for two minutes. Only Otterer's side of the conversation is audible in the body cam footage released Monday. In the conversation, he laughs about the the deadly crash and dismisses any implication the officer might be at fault or that a criminal investigation was necessary. Okay, hang on a second. I just want to say this. Let's say you're doing 74 miles an hour on, which is presumably in somewhere where there's a crosswalk, way over the speed limit, right? Yeah. Okay. And you hit someone who is in the crosswalk, okay? You're definitely going to jail for manslaughter. (laughs) No question about it. That's going to happen. You are going to be charged with manslaughter at minimum. If you're a regular citizen, if you're a regular citizen, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now, well, hold on. If you're a regular citizen, you're going. It's it's going to be it's going to be heavy because you're going way fast anyway for an area that you're not supposed to go that fast. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, let's go ahead and play the clip. Now, this again is the Seattle uh, Police Union Vice President talking to. Was he actually talking to the officer that that hit the girl, uh, or was he talking to another representative? I think that I he, think was, he talking was talking to, to another, another representative. Rep. Yeah. yeah. So. Let's hear what he had to say in reference to this uh, this tragedy. He's going 50. That's not out of control. That's not reckless for a train driver. Yeah, lights and sirens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some. The, initially, uh, he said she was in a crosswalk. Uh, there's a witness that says no, she wasn't, but. That witness could be different because I don't think she was thrown 40 feet either. Uh, I think she went up on the hood, hit the windshield. Then when he hit the brakes, flew off the car. But she is dead. (laughs) No, it's a regular person. Yeah. Just write a check. Just yeah, eleven thousand dollars. She was twenty-six anyway. She had limited value. And what you hear at the end is he just realized his body cam was on, and then turned it off, and and like you know, kind of panicked and and shut it off real quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know what the other person asked, but chances are i bet his exact question was was she anybody important yeah yeah and he answers no just a regular person Mm -hmm. and that right there goes to show you exactly what cops think of you folks right there 
You ain't nothing to them. Now, he said a bunch of things. The uh, The story said he was going 73 miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. And he was saying 50. He was saying 50. Yeah. Uh, he was also, the story said she was in the crosswalk. He was saying, well, there's a witness that says she wasn't in the crosswalk. So you can already tell that they're manipulating the story to make it better for the officer. Well, yeah, because they want to get this guy out of trouble. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, and and it just the the callousness with which they treated this woman's death, you know, ah, yeah, just stroke her a check. Nobody's going to miss her. She wasn't anyone important. Yeah, you know, it just, uh, it, it's absolutely disgusting. And cops, if you're listening out there, this is why people hate you. Because this is no longer perceived as the one bad apple, okay? Because this conversation is going on between two people. There's at least two bad apples. This is perceived by the public as being the majority of y'all, okay? And it, you know, again, I know cops. There's some good guys out there. There's some guys in there for the right reason. But there's also so many of these type, you know? And it's enough to make people go, you know what? We just don't this want to. Hold on. This ain't a low-level guy either. No, he's the VP of the police union. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. That doesn't equate to being high-ranked in the police department itself. But if you're VP of the union, you've been a cop for hey, a long time. Yeah, he, he's not a, 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 a rookie uh, yeah, patrol Yeah, he's not a cop. rookie with two years out. Yeah. Actually, a rookie with two years out is probably going to be in a better, is probably going to be better than that guy. Yeah, you never know. I mean, you, you're right. Yeah. You never know. But what? Ha- but there's better odds of that person being a better human than this guy is because he's had less time to get so freaking jaded. Uh, maybe, maybe not, you know, hard to say, or maybe, uh, you know, if you're a cop long enough, you see all the bad things cops do and you go the other way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I listen, when you listen to the guy, the callousness, yeah, the dismissiveness right. of another person, like your attitude towards all of it right now is enough for me to say that you shouldn't be a cop. Well, here's the thing. And and again, this is going to sound like I'm defending the cops in this case. And to a certain extent, I might be. Because when you're in those type of jobs, when you're a, a, a cop, uh, you know, uh, EMT, paramedic, Somebody uh, that doctor, sees death on a daily basis. Someone that sees the most fucked up shit you can imagine. You do as a defense mechanism develop a very dark sense of humor yes okay yes but this no, and that's true this wasn't just two people talking about events and making some dark humor jokes about it. no they were talking they, about this, uh, an officer were, that this was a somebody. strategy yeah these are the people who developed the strategy on how we're going to get this cop out of trouble for uh, essentially murdering someone mm-hmm. you know um so that kind of puts it into a completely different realm because it's one thing to, you know, uh, be a cop and see some messed up shit and then, you know, make a, a dark humor joke to try to cope with it, as opposed to creating a strategy to hide the truth, change the narrative, and prevent any, you know, uh, actual consequences from coming to the cop, you know. And that's what they're doing there, you know. And that's a very big difference. So I, I just wanted to make that point that, you know. Well, and I th- look, and the overall thing about just write him a check. Right. $11,000. Like, and this is an exact quote. Yeah, just write a check, $11,000. She was 26 anyway. She had limited value. Right, right. And that's how they think of people. If that's your thought of people, yeah. 
I there is no way I want you to be like that's why it makes it so easy for them to pull a trigger because they make assessments in their mind of well they've what already a made the assessment value. yeah exactly they've already made the obvious he's already made the assessment right yeah and he thinks that somehow eleven thousand dollars is going to be okay for that family right yeah like and, and that guy should keep his job right yeah you know and again this probably was a pure accident. Yeah. Oh, I'm hold on, hold on. Let me make sure I say this. Yeah. I'm sure that this guy didn't mean to run this person over. Right, exactly. So this cop but, did not intentionally run someone down. But he was reckless. Right. In what he in how he was going. Yep. And it caused the death of somebody. Right. And for you to not have any rem, not only not remorse, but to like to get like she got she's only worth eleven thousand bucks right like yeah that callousness right there th- again that's enough to where I don't think you should be a cop no you should that that audio should get you fired well I don't think there should be cops period but uh, you know if if there are he shouldn't be one of them neither should the guy on the other end of the phone and just to laugh about it like that too like you're yeah yeah and again what you said Adrian or what you put in the show notes was you know this is why they hate you. Right. Like, this is why they hate you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So I had a ride the other night where somebody was talking. We were talking about, uh, you know, police and stuff like that. And she was definitely a right wing person. Right. And um, her thing was like, you know, I just don't understand why people hate cops now. Hmm. <laughs> like now I didn't I, I, and I, I wasn't going to get and I didn't and I didn't get into it. With right. Her. Yeah. But I wanted to be like. Oh, how like, did you not? I mean, how, how did you not take a swing at that ball, man? I, I wanted to keep my five star rating, <laughs> right? Yeah, he would. He, I, it, it was just. It yeah. was. A, it was. It's a, a no win. Like yeah. I was two minutes away from dropping her off when she said, "I'm like, what's well, a crazy world right now? What can you do?" Like I just left it like that. Right. right? Yeah. But like my 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 first thought was, have you not seen the fucking videos? Have you not heard testimony and and seen all the actions that you've had these people that had them do in order for them to get to the point that they're at right now? The most common view from people that hold the opinion that you know uh cops are all good is that the people that they uh you know harm or infringe upon their rights they deserved it it. they all had it coming yeah no no that's a big one that's a big one a big one is that they're they're mostly black and hispanic anyway so well they're like well you know they shouldn't have been doing anything wrong at the time you know what i mean yeah it, it goes the same thing when it comes to um privacy no, well, no, no, not just that, but like I was going to go down like the 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 systemic racism angle, right? Where one of the arguments against systemic racism is, well, they did commit a crime, and so it, it, don't commit the crime, and then you wouldn't get arrested, right? Because more they're like more black people get arrested, like well, more black people commit crimes. And my thought, my, my or my response to that is, there's two words that counter that, and that is called officer discretion, right? Like. If the law's on the books and they, again, let's go go down the drug angle. Right. There are people that initially get in jail for drugs, right? Right. Where if it was a white person, they might have let that person go. Right. Oh, yeah. And it was a black person, then they used it. Like, if the cops want to get you, then they want to get you. Right. And, like, to dismiss that part of it and be like, well, officer discretion is is a factor, and that is where some of the systemic racism comes into play. Yeah, and and also you can say there there may be some truth to her initial argument is that yes, proportionally, minority groups may commit more crimes than white folks. Okay, so that could be true also. But by the same token, you can't deny that they are also 
prosecuted more for those crimes, prosecuted more harshly for those crimes. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So both of those things can be true. You know? Yeah. It's a a weird deal. But at the end of the day, though, if this is the... the if this is the attitude of the cops, right? Then, then fuck them. Yeah, yeah. like then. I, here's the thing: if you're a cop, you should be upset. But you're, but if you're not, if you're going to try to find a way to defend this guy right. and what he said, fuck you. Yeah, they like they, this. They, they always this close is, ranks, man. This they is always close ranks. This is indefensible. Right. The his callousness, what he's saying, is indefensible. If this is your attitude as a cop, right. Why do you think that the public hates you then? And, and here's or the why thing. do you wonder why they do? At the very end of that video, you could hear him swear under his breath and reach to turn off uh, his uh, his body cam because he knew he fucked up. Oh yeah, no, you know? he absolutely knew he fucked up at that point, and right. so it was like, oh, let me, you know, let me turn this thing off. Right. Look, I don't think that these guys should be able to turn off their body cams. If you want to be a cop, right. if you want to be a police officer at this point, then. While you're working, yep, everything you say should have to be. If you're on duty, the body cam is on. That's period. right. Yeah, yeah. If you're on duty, the body cam is on. Yep. And that's the only way for you guys to get the trust. In my opinion, that's the only way to get the trust back. Right. Because like you, I, I, I don't trust anything you guys are saying anymore. Right. Like, and I've look, I've never had to use this, and I've never said this to a police officer, but. If I really start getting questioned by a police officer at this point, I'm going to say, be honest with you, I'm going to reserve my right to just not say anything to you at this point. Uh, really? I I mean, that would be my first instinct in well, any hold on. Well, no, 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 no. If somebody, like if I'm talking to, if, if a cop pulls me over and they say, you know, why are they, you know, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, well, I don't know. But they're like license registration, proof of insurance. I'll give them the stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and but I'm going to be, ask me I'm gonna any be questions. Yeah, I'm going to be cordial and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but no, hold on. When I'm out working, I'm saying, look, I'm an Uber driver. I'm just driving around. Like, right. I, like I tell them that part. Right. But at a certain point, though, if they start asking questions or, you know, start doing things, I'm saying, look, l- listen, I, I'm not going to answer any questions. One, you're legally allowed to lie to me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even bother saying that. Well, no, I want to tell them that. Like, you're legally allowed to lie to you're me. You're actually putting yourself. In, by saying anything more than, you know, I refuse to answer any questions, if you say anything more than that, you're actually putting yourself in jeopardy. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you know? I won't say it. Then. Yeah, just say, I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to exercise my Fifth Amendment right and to remain silent. Yeah. You know, period. And say nothing else. You know? So. I, I just, I, I look at this and I'm, I I look at this, it, like I watched this video and I, because I watched it, the, I watched it the other day. And when I saw it, I was just like, wow. Were you really though? Yeah, really? I, 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 again, it still surprised me. I was like, oh, yeah, it man, you're just. Anymore. I guess it should. You're right. I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but it told that one did because like I felt like, man, you're so callous about the whole thing, man. right? Like right. the callousness. That's what I think surprised me the most was the callousness of it. Hey, was the just the dismissive of another human? Yeah. Another thing that uh, uh, might surprise you this week. Did you uh, did you see the story? That a uh, now an official whistleblower, uh, so he's exercised the the whistleblower immunity. Yeah, I've heard about this one. A high-ranking CIA analyst uh, actually is blowing the whistle on the CIA, saying they bribed their own COVID nineteen analysts to reject the lab leak theory. So the CIA essentially had a group of analysts, and they were analyzing the origin of COVID. 
okay? And they came to the conclusion that it was most likely a, a leak from the Wuhan lab, okay? Which anyone who's followed the evidence is going to come to that conclusion, okay? Mm-hmm. The CIA apparently offered them financial benefits to their own employees, like, you know, raises or bonuses, okay, to come up with a different conclusion. And now a whistleblower is uh, testifying uh, to that effect before Congress. I'll read from the article. An unnamed CIA whistleblower has made the dramatic allegation that six analysts uh, there were bribed to reject the theory that COVID-19 resulted from a research-related leak of a new coronavirus, according to a press release today from the Office of Republican uh, of the Republican leading a congressional investigation into the pandemic. The allegation was strongly rejected by uh, in a CIA statement released hours later. Uh, a majority of U.S. intelligence agencies have so far concluded that the COVID-19 pandemic most likely started when SARS-CoV-2 jumped from an infected animal host into people, a uh, wildlife market uh, in Wuhan, China has received intense attention from researchers as the potential source. But the Department of Energy and FBI so far have favored the so-called lab leak hypothesis. Even though none of the agencies has expressed high confidence in their conclusions on COVID-19's origin, uh, CIA, for example, has reportedly said it was unable to determine whether SARS-CoV-2 made a direct jump from animals to humans or came from a lab. Okay, so... Essentially, what it appears is that the CIA analysts were going towards the lab leak uh, conclusion, and the bosses came in and said, yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say we don't have enough data, we're unable to determine, and you guys are all getting a bonus. And this guy actually blew the whistle on it. Now, that presents the question of why. Why would the CIA want to... Um, make sure that the lab leak theory wasn't promoted by them, okay? Could be a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is that the CIA somehow had their fingers in the actual research, in the actual lab, in the actual release of this virus. And again, that's not a smoking gun by any means. It could just be they're looking out for the reputation of the U.S. and they don't want any back blowback or anything like that. That's one a agency covering the covering for the other agency. But the F- FBI has already come out and said that the lab leak is the most viable theory. You know, so the FBI has already come out on that, whereas the CIA apparently was about to come to that same conclusion, and they you know paid people to downplay it. So again, it's <laughs> like we talked about earlier in the show. It's like you never know when or not to trust the government. You Look, know? I think I, my th- my my opinion on the on the reason why this is so uh, not we're not getting to the truth of it. My opinion on it is this: they did it. The go- our government funded it. Right. They knew they funded it. Right. They skirted the rules in order to fund it. Well, I think that's all been proven. At and this that point. W- at this point, be- because we were they were so involved, they don't want to have to deal with the culpability of it. And right. so that's why they're doing what they're doing. And, and that's probably the most likely, because a lot of these people should probably be in jail at this. That's point. That's probably the most likely conclusion because at this point, there's very little doubt. All the evidence points to the fact that uh, they were working on COVID nineteen in the lab at Wuhan, and, uh, you know, that's the essentially the same variant that ended up coming out. Uh, so, you know, that's that's where we're at, folks. And, I, you know, again, it, it's, uh, 
it's a crazy world we live in, but, uh, you know, that's that's what we got going for us. All right, well, folks, listen, thank you for joining us in hour number one. If you'd like to join us in hour number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Uh, sign up, become a subscriber. You get a bunch of swag, and you get an additional hour of, the, uh, hour of content. So join up. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>